right, everybody. Welcome back to the Comedy Castle podcast. I am Joel Fragamini. I'm going to be your host today for John Heffron Week. Yes, that's what we're trying to start here is John Heffron Week being the annual week at the Comedy Castle. This is his idea. You'll hear that because I talked to John, but he's our headliner this week and he wants this to be an official thing at the club. Will it be? Well, you'll hear us talk about it and we'll see where it goes from here. But uh, it's always a fun interview talking to John. We'll get into that in a minute. But, uh, you know, it's a big week uh, just in for everybody. Right. We got Halloween. I'm recording this on the afternoon of Halloween proper, October 31st. And we had the big Lions game last night that everyone uh, watched Monday Night Football and attended downtown. And it's just feeling like one of the biggest weeks of the year just in with everything going on. Uh, last week, we had a great week with David Dyer. Thanks to those who uh, who came out to that one. David was fun. Uh, got to meet Michael Bussler, who did a great job all weekend as the feature. And Ken Witzkall is always funny. You know, that's one of my guys right there, Ken. I see Ken a lot of times when I go out with my students to the open mic. I'll see Ken over there kind of you know, holding up the end of the bar. And he gets on stage and is super funny. And he was this weekend. Uh, great shows. Halloween parties. I know a lot of you did that. I think adults do that way more than they used to. I'm pretty sure that's the case. Because I think when I was a young adult, it wasn't quite like that. When I was in my early 20s, there wasn't tons of these kind of parties for adults. There were some. You hear me talk to John about it, where people, you know, you'd go to some Halloween costume contest at the nightclub, but not everybody was dressed up. A couple people were, and those were the ones trying to win, you know, the $500 prize or whatever. But not everybody was. It's different now. Halloween's changed. For the better, I don't know, I guess. Kids get a lot more candy now, don't they? The trunk or treat, that we didn't have that. A lot of stuff we didn't have, but uh, and it's a cold Halloween, too. That's another thing. It's you never know with Halloween if you're going to get a nice one. This ain't a nice one. So <laughs> anyway, let's get into what we're talking. Well, let's talk about what's going on this week. It is a big week at the Comedy Castle. And, uh, you know, in addition to John Heffron, we got open mic on Wednesday. That's right. November 1. Open mic at 7.30 p.m. And it's been, it's been a few weeks since we've had open mic, I think so. Come on out for open mic. A bunch of, I know, uh, I think if you come out this Wednesday, if you're listening to this and it's Wednesday or it's tomorrow, you haven't been too late, Tom McCarthy will be on that show, the former host of this show. So if you're a fan of Tom, you want to see him do some stand-up, go to open mic. It's five bucks. Why not? And then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, five shows with John Heffern. Again, we can call it John Heffern Week if you want, <laughs> if you like. But he, he appears almost every single year at this time. There were some times around the pandemic that he opened and, and reopened the club, I think, on two different occasions where we were shut down. We got some memories, uh, some real funny stuff that happened on those weeks that you'll hear. But it's uh, five shows, uh, 7.30 on Thursday. Uh, the 2nd, November 3rd, 7.15 on 9.45. Those are your Friday shows. And then Saturday at 7 p.m. and 9.30 p.m. And I will tell you that the management has passed along. Because I don't know what day you're hearing this, but the uh, 
three of the five shows are selling very, very quickly. And so if you're looking to come, if you can come on Thursday night or for the 945 show on Friday, those have the best and most tickets available. And uh, the other ones may be sold out by the time you hear this. But uh, so check that out. Go over to ComedyCastle.com and look for your tickets. They are going quickly. But again, Thursday and the Late Show Friday are your best opportunity at this point if you waited to get tickets to see John and uh, his openers this week. Uh, the feature is a gentleman named Edward Bell, who I don't know that I've ever met. But Edward Bell will be there. We make a little joke about Edward on the show, and <laughs> John might have a job for him. You'll listen to that. Again, we say that without knowing Edward, but I'm sure he's very funny. And uh, the MC is the lovely Robin Gillerin, who is one of my students and always does a nice job opening. She's very likable. If you, if you wanted somebody to host anything, whether you got a, uh, a cocktail party or whatever you're doing, I think Robin's the one for that. Everybody likes Robin, so you will too. So it's going to be a fun weekend at the club. And then I'd like to mention that Saturday, the next advanced comedy class starts. So if you're looking to do the advanced comedy class, you've been putting it off, you did the beginner class, or you've been doing a little bit of comedy and you want to take your comedy further, you can do that with me uh, for six weeks on Saturdays. That starts this Saturday, November 4th. Please call the club at 248 542 9900 to sign up for the advanced comedy class because it's the last one that I'm doing for 2023. So if you want to be part of it, be part of it. And if you haven't done comedy class, you've never done comedy, take the beginner class with Bill Bouchard. It's excellent. Same number for that one as well. All right, let's get into the John Heffern interview here. Let's get into what we're doing here. All right, fun talk with John. I tried... And knowing John uh, for as many years as I have, knowing his act as well as I know it, let's let's put together some questions that will take him down some nostalgic routes. So you'll hear us talk about the 12 Oaks Mall and what was that that was like as a kid some funny stuff there. Uh, we talk some comedy, uh, deep dive stuff. You know, he has two uh, relatively new YouTube specials that are both excellent. Uh, one is called uh, Episodes, and the the newest one is Sunday Night in D.C. And we talk about what goes into making a, a comedy special now, and uh, that's a little different uh, than it used to be. And uh, But probably f for the better, I think so. But you'll hear us talk about that. We talk about the check drop, why the check drop for any headliner can be death. But again, a little different than it used to be. And, uh, you know, speaking of the showtimes, Maybe the showtimes need to be adjusted. John has an idea of how to change comedy club showtimes for the better. And I have an idea on how to make the shows better with the current showtimes. Will those ideas be implemented for this weekend? Probably not, but you never know. So listen to those. I think you'll enjoy those. And uh, again, we talked about what happened during COVID. We talked about Halloween. A lot of funny stuff with John. He's just a great, and everybody likes John because it's, it's relatively clean. You can bring your mom. You could bring your kids if you got grown kids and want to take them to a comedy show where you won't be embarrassed sitting next to them. It's always a good time when John's there. And that's why people come back every year. You'll hear us talk about it. Every year they come back to see John. And the reason is he's one of the best. We didn't even get into this in the interview, but John Efron won season two of Last Comic Standing. He had several Comedy Central specials. Um, of course, Star at a very young age of morning radio in Detroit. John will give you 
some thoughts on that as well. So it's always fun to talk to John. He's got uh, always got a funny take on stuff. And uh, when you know him, you'll love him. I think if you're a fan, you're coming out this weekend, or if you've never come out to see him, now's your chance. So let's just throw it to you right now. My interview with John Heffron. Ladies and gentlemen, on the other end of my line, I've got John Heffron, who's here this weekend. John, how are you today? Woo, clap, clap, clap. I am uh, doing wonderful, my fine friend. How are you? How was your life? You probably do a lot of these podcasts, and you're always asking people, how are they doing? But has anyone asked you, how are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it happens. Uh, People were, uh, I mean, people that listen every week were concerned about my health because I had to miss some of these shows over the summer. But my health is getting there, so I'm all right. (laughs) What was going on with your health? I had a, uh, I had, I had to have uh, two surgeries and two hospital stays. Oh, yeah. Um, what type of surgeries? Uh, they were. I, I don't want to get into it for uh, maybe for potential legal reasons, but uh, <laughs> you're transitioning. You're well. transitioning. <laughs> and you're sick of people calling you sir. Well. I don't know. Something like that. Something. Something like Let, that. Let's go with that. That's a funnier okay. answer than what I have. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, let's say safe to say that I'm doing okay. But it's been a while since we've seen each other because you haven't been at the club since I can't remember when. But uh, I remember, here's what I remember about you and coming to the club uh, uh, in the recent times, and maybe I'm off by an appearance or two. I think you did the bookends of COVID with us. Meaning you were there the week before we shut down or something. Then you came back. Then we shut down again. And then you came back again. Does that sound right? That sounds right. I'm trying to think of when I was there last yeah. time, which would have been this weekend last year. Okay. I'm, yeah. I, I hover around the same exact week for 30 some years. I don't know why Ridley doesn't call the first weekend of November, the John Heffern weekend. It's, <laughs> Make it easy because then every promo I use, I would never have to change because the date's not off by one or two, you know. Um, but was it COVID? No, so that was full that was on. Before, yeah, we were back, yeah. yeah, yeah, we were back, but you had to be um vaxxed, I think, and then maybe even prove that you were vaxxed. I think what was kind of then, yeah, we took temperatures at the door for a while, that was a thing, we yeah. Did. Well, here's here's what I remember you doing, and I thought this was a riot when when you did this. And I don't even know if you remember; it wasn't a big deal to you. We had come back from one of the two different lockdown things we were on, and Mark Ridley said to myself, Bill, the staff, that there's a line on stage with like yellow tape, and the oh, comedian yeah. cannot cross the yellow line. Yeah, <laughs> you would be too close to the audience if you crossed that line. Yeah, you you cross the line, and then what would happen is it was set up where then Whitmer would get a notification exactly. on her on her phone. That's exactly, and then and then that's how she she knew people were crossing it. Yeah, yeah, she'd get a thing. She sent a team out. They would be standing in the corner like Lenny Bruce to see if they actually stepped over the line. Then if you stepped over the line, um, you would uh, get arrested. <laughs> 
Well, I, I hope I hope uh, there's there's no uh, legal ramifications if I mention that you crossed that line several times that weekend. I think I did. I you think you I did mean? it, and and the lives that were lost because of it. You know, we'll never we'll never get them back. Oh um, but every show is now dedicated to the uh, nine people. They were killed each randomly throughout the night. Like you didn't know what yeah, nine no. people would die. It was kind of this weird science project. You're like, wow, the crowd looks great. But if I step over this line, <laughs> nine of them die. Oh, man. Um, but, you know, yeah, yeah. We, had, and we did it. Yeah, we did it. And, and uh, I mean, that was that was a crazy time. But you were you were all gung ho about coming back. You had no reservations. Well, probably because I uh, probably the, that was the first comedy club to, that I made money at in two years. So I was probably really excited about yeah, coming back. Right there, you go. Yeah, yeah it's been uh, it's been quite a history at our club over the years, hasn't it? It it has. I mean, I've been there for I think headlining in nineteen eighty nine. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. You know, could have been nineties, but I think it was still the eighties when yeah. I first started headlining that wow. place. Yeah. Um, which is pretty all you know. Yeah. Which is it's pretty amazing. Because places from then uh, probably aren't around uh, for the most part. Yeah, there was a bunch in the the kind of the circle of Ridley's that, you know, surprisingly they didn't make it, which was weird because they seemed like non-money laundering type of facilities. <laughs> so I, I don't know how they just didn't make it. You know, yeah. they were all all places that would get robbed every other day. <laughs> but whoever was robbing them knew the safe calm and, you know, all that stuff. So it was mm -hmm. it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did you miss? Do you miss any? Is there a stage that you miss playing just for that? The way it was set up and like you could have really good shows there and now it's gone and you're like, ah, I wish that place not, was back. Yeah, no, not Michigan, because most of my Michigan shows, I was just super young. So there's I have a lot of, you know, there are a lot of stages that were just full of fear for me. Ah. Um, so I didn't really have fun on too many of them. I mean, there was a place in Flint called Mr. G's if you were a young man. That, you know, there could be some benefits if you have a good show there. <laughs> okay. Um, but but for the most part, it was just, you know, emceeing for headliners that were kind of douchey <laughs> and, and managers that were equally as kind of douchey. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? I, I remember hosting some, some clubs where you'd host, which is a tough position. The show would run late or get sat late, and you know you'd have to do ten minutes. Then they come up to you and go, "You're only doing seven. Yeah. and then they come up to you and go, "You're only doing four. But during that four, make sure you name these four acts that are coming, and we have chicken tenders, <laughs> and if you buy a souvenir mug, so then you'd have all this info to get out in four minutes, and then you went on stage and you would do all the info, but do two extra jokes, just try to win the crowd over and i remember getting yelled at for that really um you know people going well what, what time did i tell you uh four <laughs> how much time did you do i don't know like five and a half <laughs> yeah well you know we'll dock you if that happens again oh. you know only so you leave enough time for the headliner to from the 80s to get up there boy i was running a lot of men at the shower and i dropped the soap that's something <laughs> you don't want to bend down to, you know the 
<laughs> so you can have time for their hacky asses. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, so, no. It's, it's, it's interesting that the, uh, the, and I know this even, and you've been in it way longer than me, but, you know, how those clubs, you know, the kind of the mob clubs went away. And the yeah. ones that were always kind of uh, running above board, like Comedy Castle, those stick around. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of weird how there's not that many clubs in Michigan, you know? I mean, yeah. I guess there's a few, but I only I only do two of the whole state. Right. Um, you know, on this lower half, I've been trying to do more of the upper yeah. um, upper Michigan stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. That's, uh, and, uh, you know, the, uh, what was I going <laughs> to ask about now? Oh, yeah. Here's the thing that happens to me, and I guess I've heard the act and maybe not stuff from the current act, but whenever I'm traveling and I drive past the 12 Oaks Mall, I think of you. <laughs> I think of all your stories because, you know, I didn't, I'm an East Sider and I wasn't really at 12 Oaks. Uh, I was a lakeside guy. Not that different, but it was lakeside. It's different. Right. And, and I think about 12 Oaks, and that's still there. Lakeside, I think they're tearing down this year, next year. Uh-huh. But uh, do you ever visit that place? What's that like now? I go through 12 Oaks, but yeah. they've, re- they've changed it so much. Like, it, I don't. It's not like the mall you remember. Yeah. Um, you know, the food court is used to be where the movie theater is. And then when you walk into 12 Oaks, there was this big blue sculpture. Hmm. It was, I mean, it was like two stories tall. And that was the one part of 12 Oaks when, you know, you get to the mall with your parents and then your parents would ditch you. Yeah. You'd be like, okay, we'll meet back in an hour and a half <laughs> at the big, at the big blue thing is what <laughs> right. we call it. And you just know, you just take off. I mean, and you're nine, you're 10 mm-hmm. and you're wh- whipping through the mall all by yourself. Yeah. Um, even if you saw your parents walking or something, you wouldn't even acknowledge <laughs> them. You right. just kind of look and you just keep going and go, no, we still have a half hour left. Yeah. And then you, then you'd meet at your mom, you'd see your mom sitting there, <laughs> you know, just sitting at the big blue thing. And she'd have all her Lord and Taylor and Hudson bags and all that stuff. And then you had to convince her, we got to go back up to KB and uh, toys and hobby. There's, there's a couple of, tar- there's a couple of tower games. One I want to get, they're a little pricey, but you got to sign off on them, you know? Yeah. Those were the days, man. Yeah. That was my first credit card, Lord and Taylor. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. First credit card. I don't know why. I think I got a Liz Claiborne, which is pretty sure is a female brand. I got a Liz Claiborne sweater that had okay. flowers on it. Um, yeah. I bought it. I thought it looked really hip. Bought a pair of Jordan jeans and an Ocean Pacific pullover. All right. And I wore day one of back at school because I was for (laughs) sure I was going to sync up the best dress for the year with those with that combo. Did that work out? Did did you win it? Did not work out. Did not work out. I don't even know if anybody noticed my (laughs) Jordan, which I then found out. uh, From just, you know, recently that Jordan was completely a females jeans oh like guys wore them but it was not like they weren't marketed towards men yeah 
I guess now it would be okay, but like back then, but I don't remember anybody giving me, that's, <laughs> you know, I don't remember getting too much gruff for it. Yeah. You know, I'm literally wearing girls' pants. <laughs> I mean, they didn't, they didn't let me go into the female, you know, locker room no. or bathroom because they say, well, I'm wearing female pants. I obviously identify as some, a female who wears <laughs> jeans. You know, none of that happened. No, no. Um, but yeah, that was that was definitely the jeans you wore was a big deal, and I, I believe I'm still wearing basically the same jeans I've always worn my whole life. The husky husky Sears. <laughs> no, no, I think I, th- <laughs> I might have had those. I don't really remember. I mean, I remember those being around. I guess yeah. I was too young to have any say in what I. If I was wearing those, I wouldn't have had any say. But I feel like I still go to. It get jeans out of that little bin, you know, the little cubicle things. Yeah. And I grab a pair of those, and it's been that way for as long as I can remember. Yeah, the husky section of Sears was yeah. interesting. I, was, I always had the tough skins were tough the big skins, thing. Yeah. Right. You know, that you wear. I don't know if they still make those, but, <laughs> it, you know, I, I, you probably, and I'm sure a comic's done a bit of this, so I don't want to yeah. step on it without even knowing what comic it is. I just think it's too obvious. But, uh, I mean, that was back when you got labeled husky just as yeah. a kid. Right. Like you, pa- you pass by all the normal kid clothes and you go to the husky yeah. section. Plus size boys. Yeah. Essentially, <laughs> that's what it is, right? <laughs> that's all it was. Yeah. You're just husky. Yeah. Yeah. That seems mm-hmm. wrong now. Yeah, you probably you you can't have that now. No. You had to probably got rid of that word. Yeah, I don't know what they call it, but uh, you got to have something, right? And that's in the boys who favor food aisle, I believe. <laughs> I think that's the section. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. <laughs> Remember yeah. that. And this is the thing: I we're recording this on Halloween. If you're listening, and I I was thinking of this today. Saw a lot of that this over the weekend, where I think I'm of an age, and we're we're pretty close in age. Where to me, when I got old enough, I stopped doing Halloween. And then even as like a young man going to clubs and stuff, I don't really remember too many adults dressing up for Halloween. And that's completely changed. Yeah, it's definitely switched. Like my wife wanted to go to a Halloween party the other day. And I was, and she, she practiced her costume. She found wigs. She like, she wanted to nail it. Um, And then we were going to go, but I kind of half-assed the costume, (laughs) Okay, you know, so she kind of got pissed. Um, But I mean, I thought it was good, but yeah, she didn't like it. So we ended up staying home. She just wore the outfit and then she goes, or I could have been this person. And it was all, you know. Yeah, people like still to get dressed up. I think it kind of um, it's creepy for the kids now because kids yeah. now, I mean, are there Halloween police where you just walk around and you go, you're social, whatever, you're social appreciating, whatever it means. You, you're not allowed to dress like an Indian. You can't yeah, be a cowboy. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can't you can't dress like anything but you. Yeah. Right, yeah. It was it yeah. I I remember being like a hobo and we would burn cork and put that on our faces. Like nobody does that yeah. anymore. You can't do that. Yeah. yeah, dude, you can't hobo it anymore. Yeah, hobo it anymore. You can't. Yeah. Like I mean <laughs> protester would, would have been a fun okay. 
<laughs> you know, just walk around with a bullhorn and you're just protesting everything. Sure. That would that would have been a fun one. I mean, um, but striking UAW worker, I guess that's out of date even now. <laughs> Two days late for that one. Yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, I'm just ready for Christmas at this point. I don't even know. Okay, well, that's, if, I if, mean... If, 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 Halloween needs to be a thing, yeah, but it's such a big thing because I because I would go to bars where they'd have like a costume contest, but out of like because I remember like the Clutch Cargo's Halloween costume contest, oh, right? Clutch, Clutch Cargo, yeah. that was like a club, and we went there, and there were like 25, 30 people out of everybody that were in costume, and they all went on stage to be in the contest, and the rest of us just re- dressed like regular people. Yeah, and it was and it was. 24 girls wearing policeman <laughs> outfits with with thongs and stockings. <laughs> Pretty you much, know? yeah. Let's talk about your specials, because I was watching uh, episodes in Sunday night in D.C. today. It's good stuff. Oh, oh, well, thank you. Yeah, those are great. Yeah, you know, they're me. I don't, you know, there's a lot of comics that every year they go, I'm, I'm doing all new material. I'm starting <laughs> from scratch. And then, you know, people pay 60 bucks and see them and you go, yeah, you're doing all new, new, new material starting from scratch, but your first six months sucks. Yeah. And you just wasted all those people's money. I've never done that. Right. I always kind of like rotate stuff out where I'll do stuff for a while and then it gets the, you know, starts to curdle mm-hmm. and then I'll, then I'll take it off the shelf and put new stuff in. Um, but I also look at it for me. I'm not famous enough where I need to crank out a brand new hour every year because yeah. people who see me on the road or people who haven't seen me in a long time, probably the comedy castle is the only place where I get stressed. Mm. I'm literally like I get stressed out performing there because I just assume these people come back every year. A lot of them do. I, I can tell you that from working there that they've, you know. They see you. They know. I mean, there's always a big conglomerate of people who want to talk to you after the show because they went to high school with you or something. Yeah. yeah. So that's the, you know, that's the only time where I'd be like, even, you know, this couple of days out where I'm like, ah, did, did I talk about this last year? And, you know, <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess I'm going to do, I guess this will be the crowd work show, you know, <laughs> um, that is so popular amongst the kids now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're you're good. You're good. The amount of crowd work you do is just right. I'm gonna say that as a yeah, compliment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, but now you probably see a lot more people overdoing it. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, you see guys and they'll do it, and it's it's you know they're like Ian Bag and Paul McCurry or some of these guys that come. They're cool, known great. for it, and people come, and it's always. Like, they never have a bad time of it. They seem to make it work under, no matter what the answer is, there's a funny joke, you know? Yeah. And some of these other guys, you, they're just fishing for stuff, you know? And they real, you know, they catch one or two. It's like, you know, you catch one or two fish and it's a bad day of fishing. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> so it's like sometimes it's like, well, you got a couple Instagram clips out of this one. Congratulations. Yeah. But crowd was bored for the other 40 minutes. But uh, yeah, I, I see that a lot where guys go, I'm trying to get a clip and it's yeah. probably they ask the same questions. Are you guys dating? What'd you mean? Yeah. What do you do for a living? Mm-hmm. Make joke here. Like if, if comics ask better questions to the people they're talking to mm-hmm. more interesting then they might get different stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I try to do. I when I talk to crowds, I try to go, 
what are some of the dreams that you never accomplished? <laughs> like shit, like you know what I mean? Yeah, like shit we'll like try. that. We'll, we'll go meta on them. Yeah. We'll go geek. Absolutely. Well, let me ask you this about the specials, because because the ones, you know, the things that are on YouTube and everybody's got different ways of doing it now. But you did specials for Comedy Central, and I got to imagine they're much easier to do now. And were they more stressful back when it was just, you know, this big kind of a bigger shoot than it is today? Well, yeah, because back then, I mean, you, you know, half hour comedy uh, specials were a big thing. And with commercials, that was only actually 20 minutes of material. So you're not even doing a half hour. You know, anybody can do 20 minutes. Uh, But the bad thing about them, if you didn't watch them at 930 on that particular Thursday that they put them out, you you would never see that special again. Right. So at least now when you put it out, um you know and it keeps it it goes by whatever the trend is Mm -hmm. like i did a special i tried to shoot and sell to netflix but they didn't take it because they only wanted netflix production uh specials so that's why you you see the same four people get netflix specials and nobody else because they all signed like five deals mm-hmm. with Netflix. So it's going to be the same Eliza's, the Bugatti's, it's going to be the same people. And they're cranking them out like one a year, just, you know, just to get done. But now that YouTube's a thing, um, you know, you can kind of sit there and you, you don't really make money, but at least it's there for people to see you, you know, and, you know, some specials are better than others. And I really think, it's how well lit the special is. Like I've looked at specials that have done well. <laughs> and then I've looked at specials that haven't. I'm like, it's the lighting, the darker, the special, the less views they get. Really? Like that's, I think that's yeah. it. Maybe I there, really do. There's like, an algor- like, you think there's an algorithm to this is good video. Well, it's it's well mm. Yeah. It's like, what, what, yeah. What, what can you watch? I mean, I watch a lot of how to videos on this fixing <laughs> dumb things. And if it's a guy on his phone holding it above his dishwasher, I'm out. Yeah. But if some guy somehow has three cameras on his phone and there's a diva light on it and it's super bright, like I'm going to watch that guy's. So that's so, okay. So even my my newest one, uh, Sunday Night DC, I wish that they just would have lit that thing up. Yeah. After, after the fact, I got 20 different, you know, things on my Instagram where I could change the filter and make mm-hmm. it look different. Yeah. So I don't think it's that difficult, <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> to face tune me a little bit. So I don't look like I was holding a lot of weight back then. <laughs> um, but the next one I got to just record at the comedy castle. There's, okay, there's no so, reason. Yeah. There's no reason why. Um you know that shouldn't have happened. Well, I mean, you you gotta uh, you do it when you're ready to do it. What is what goes into picking a venue for a special? Then in, in your I have you never in the history of my life got to pick my own venue. Oh, really? So okay. The one that goes into the next one is where I want to do it, okay. and I don't care if it costs extra money to fly in mm. or whatever. Um, the problem is I'm almost ready to shoot a new one now. Mm-hmm. Um. But I'm at the Comedy Castle this week, uh, waiting a full year to do the material I'm doing now is going to suck. Yeah. Um, You know, but I still might, though, just so I can shoot it there. Right. Okay. Well, that's fair. I mean, certainly, uh, you know, everyone uh, goes crazy. We were talking. um, I 
I'm sure I mentioned this in the intro, which I haven't recorded yet, but uh, tickets are going fast for this weekend, so please come on out and uh, see one. Let me ask you this then, with all the with five shows this weekend, if people had to, if you had to say, and again, they're all good, and I'll say, because I've seen John dozens of times, I'm there for every show, what's your, when do you feel the best one typically is for you on a weekend like this? I like all the I like the Thursday one because that one is actually the lightest probably of the week. Okay, yeah. Um, Friday first show, Saturday second show is pretty nice because you can just go out there and rip it. I'm starting to be anti second show Fridays. I just I just don't and, and the people who bought tickets for those don't think I'm still gonna have a good show. But I would say this in my act: we don't we don't need to be up that late on a on a Friday. It's pointless. Nobody okay. needs to be nobody needs to be finishing up their night around eleven thirty or twelve. No. We we should we should you know I'd rather do a three o'clock show on a Saturday. Oh, okay. Than 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 that ten o'clock show. So you have the matinee. Um, have the matinee and then the two other shows. That's what I'm, <laughs> that's what I might. I mean, Push for next for next time. Next time, there's going to be a Saturday matinee, but not this time. Not this time, but I'm going to work on it. <laughs> it's it's a possibility. It, it makes more sense, man. Throw get, give the younger guy that you probably got eight billion funny Detroit young guys that would kill them on a Friday night oh, at the castle. Probably, you know, you're not wrong. Yeah, I'm sure you yeah. can make that work. So I'll make room for him. Yeah, absolutely. I think that way. And then <laughs> if you're if you want to be uh, at home before it's dark, you come to that matinee. Yes. <laughs> not not that. you're indoors there. You can't tell if it's light or well, dark out anyway. <laughs> people, if if you don't want to drive home in the dark, or you're worried about I don't know getting hit by a drunk driver, then that matinee is perfect. It's exactly perfect. <laughs> So so call all the Friday night people right now and move, <laughs> see if we can move. All right. I, I don't know that that's going to be possible this time. Maybe next time. We'll get the early show going. I mean, Dave Dyer, I'm talking to him last week, and he goes, why don't we have pancakes for sale at the comedy club? And I'm like, well, why not do the show at 10 a.m.? I don't know. <laughs> I've done shows that early. Have you? Yeah. Like a corporate not, show or a real a club? Cor- a, a corporate show. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's, I mean, it's weird for a second, and then <laughs> if people are into it, then, I mean, I go back to my old school doing morning radio. You did yeah. funny stuff, or what you thought was funny, at, you know, at 6.30 in the morning. You had to do jokes yeah. and be up and laugh, and, you know, people laugh in the morning in their cars on the way to work, so All it's right. not, there's no wrong time for laughter, nice. just just eleven fifteen at Friday night's the wrong time. <laughs> That's the wrong. There's one wrong time, and it's the yeah. Friday. Yeah, and it's it's from ten thirty to midnight. That's yeah. the wrong time. Well, our shows yes. our shows at nine forty five on Friday. So I think the okay, that, the openers it's the headliner that suffers though. Then the openers yeah. get, the openers are in a good time, but the headliner yeah. is still too late. Yeah. What yeah. if this? I'm yeah, gonna, it, it, yeah, if you come and see me, I might be long-winded on all the other shows. It's that show where you're going to see me land the, the missile exactly at the time I'm supposed to be right. getting off. I came up with a solution. This is a thing we can implement this weekend. You sign off on it. I'll bring it up to Mr. Ridley. How's this sound? Listen to this. Uh, okay. Late show Friday. You go on first. 
Yeah. Right. <laughs> you go on first, you're done. Then we bring out the openers for anyone that wants to stick around. We'll go backwards. We'll yeah. go backwards yeah. for the we'll, late We'll show. go backwards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll host. I'll do some weird thing. I'll do like I'll do like 10 minutes up front, and then I'll bring up the feature. I'll do another 10, and then I'm out. And you're out. Okay. And then we see, and we see how good this MC is. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's got to work the check drop that that MC yeah, he's got to do. Yeah, we'll, okay. we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see how it, how it goes. Well, we've got Robin Giller in MCing, I think, this weekend. So she's she's going to have to deal with that. All right. Well, Let Robin, you know, Robin, by fire. time to shine, yeah. Robin. You're closing <laughs> Friday night. Better get that closer bit done. You better figure out how to That's sell it. your merch sooner <laughs> in your set. Yeah. Come up with a song to sing over the check drop or whatever it is you do. Yep. Did you do you have this will be the last thing we'll go on this? Do you have a check drop bit? Was there anything that you sat down one day and said, I'm gonna write this bit and it's just for the check drop? I don't remember if I had a bit. I remember like stopping. I'm not if uh like stopping when all the checks came out with just somebody like I always remember having to stop and say something or you know yeah. about the font of the check. <laughs> but it's weird with with technology now, you know, at some clubs, you don't even notice it happening. Okay. Um, you know, because now, you know, everybody has their little POS systems. Yeah. Um, so it kind of makes things different than the old days. Yeah. You know, but you still, you know, most comedy clubs now, you would work a comedy club and it'd be the same waitress, the mm-hmm. same server for almost your entire existence, like working there, right? You never understand yeah. what new. But now it seems like comedy clubs turn over mm-hmm. staff faster than they used to. Yeah. Um, so you don't necessarily always get, not talking your clubs, but at other ones, you don't also always get the best trained no. comedy club server. So you can be on stage and you can hear, who are the chicken wings? <laughs> like you hear that from the yeah. stage, yeah. you know, or you hear when they go going back and they play cornhole with the bottles of beer because they're throwing it across the <laughs> yeah, room trying, yeah. trying to break them. That's so, but well, yeah, but it's a thing. It's a thing. But my shows aren't like that. My shows no. are friendly. They're polite. People come and laugh. We don't talk political stuff. We don't, we're not overly dirty. It's just a good escape from this world that we're living in right now. And then you go off. And you get home. <laughs> That's the best. Well, John, thanks so much for talking. I'm really looking forward to this weekend. It's always a, right, a highlight um, of the year. John Heffron weekend. Yeah. It's That's been, what we're calling uh, The John Heffron weekend, yeah. And then I, I don't know to sell more tickets to those guys spinning arrows. Is that still <laughs> is that still a viable marketing? I, it, I, I don't know that we're doing that, but we could do that. Sure. Okay. Okay. We'll I mean, see. you know. Well, well, I'll see how I'll see how the feature is, and that's my move. If the feature is like okay, I'll be like, all right, dude. Uh, before the show tomorrow, you're spinning, you're spinning arrows. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a possibility that I love. I don't even know who is our feature this weekend. I'm gonna see who it is and see if they're good. Ed Ed Bell is Edward Bell or somebody you know? I don't know Edward Bell. I don't know Edward Bell, so we'll, we'll get him and he'll fall in line. Edward, we'll get him. start start practicing spinning that sign, buddy. <laughs> right, right. All right, Chad. Um, all right, dude. I'll see you this weekend, man. I'll, Always I'll fun. Talk to you. Okay, Chad. Right. Later. That was fun. Come on now. 
John Heffron. Come see him this weekend. A little taste of what you'll get. I think some of those things come up in the act. <laughs> but I don't know, because it's been it's been at least a year since I've seen him. Again, watching his specials reminded me of, of some of his really funny bits. Will he do the same bits? I, he says he rotates them in. So I think you're getting a mostly fresh show this weekend if you choose to come out. So come see John, all right? Please do that. Sign up for the advanced comedy class, too, if you're looking to take your comedy further. Call the club at 248542 9900 that starts this saturday november 4th at 12 30 p.m so i'm looking forward to that so it's a big weekend for me five great shows with john heffron new comedy class thanks to all of you for listening hey if you want to engage with us a little bit we're over on instagram and uh facebook you can find us on there as well so uh come check out us uh it's comedy castle pod i think on both of those might be Comedy Castle podcast on on uh, Facebook, but we're on there. You can always get this show on Spotify. You can get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts. You'll get a show from us. So anyway, thanks for listening, guys. We're going to get out of here. Come see John. It's going to be fun. You know, Halloween's over. No more costume parties. Get out to the club and come see us. All right. We'll see you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Mark Ridley. He always does such a great job. You'll, you'll, you know, during the pandemic, you hear us talk about what Mark was up to. Always uh, putting on great shows, and uh, we really appreciate him. Probably don't mention him enough on this show, but we definitely appreciate what Mark does. And uh, let's get out of here. We'll catch you next time, everybody. Bye bye. <laughs>